Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Hey, welcome guys to our online service, and uh, I hope that you're doing awesome. Again, it's so hard not to have you here. It's kind of weird to talk to a camera or preach to a camera. And uh, I miss your eyes, I miss your face, looking forward, faces, looking forward to connect with you and to uh, come back together. But meanwhile, hey, thank you for letting us in your home, and I just pray that God would bless you today. I don't know if you have cabin fever, you might be having cabin fever, uh, the weather forecast is supposed to be nicer, but if you want to have more uh, news when it comes to the weather, well, you're not, in the, you're not at the right channel uh, so what we're going to do today is we're going to present ourselves before the Lord. We'll ask the Lord just to come and, and speak to our hearts. So I, I believe that God has a word in season, and I believe that He wants to speak to you and move in your life uh, this morning or this afternoon, where, whenever you're listening to this. All right. Lord God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for each person watching. I pray that you would bless each person, that you would visit, that you would reveal yourself to every heart. I thank you so much that there's no distance. Even though we're not together, we are together because of your spirit. And I just pray that you would help me to communicate what you've placed on my heart. And I just pray that every heart would, be rece- would receive your word. We thank you that there's no condemnation in your word, but your word invites us to draw closer and to receive. We thank you for the table that you've dressed before us. And we're coming to eat what you have in store for us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to let you know before I start that we are, we're having a prayer summit this Thursday at 7. And uh, I think it's important for us to come together and pray in this season. So I invite you to do that. Uh, just to, uh, We'll be online and uh, I'll give you, like I did last week, a, a prayer request and we'll go from there. Awesome. Um, I've got a lot of uh, questions when it comes to our people came to me and asked me, so what, what do you think this is going to be over? Uh, the reality is I don't know when this all going to be over, but uh, hopefully it's going to be soon. I know there's some people, they call that kind of a blizzard. It's just for a short while, <clears throat> and then we'll come back to normal. Other people, they call it winter. It's a season. And, uh, and for us living in Manitoba, that doesn't sound good because the season is a little longer, right? Uh, so it might be a blizzard. It might be a season. Other people say it's, con- it's a conspiracy. So again, I don't know. And when it comes to uh, uh, the future, we don't really know what, uh, what, what the future holds, but we know that God holds the future. And uh, one of the things I know is that in this season, God wants to reveal himself to you, and he wants to reveal himself to me that he is in this season. And I just pray that we would take a hold of what God has, is, has in store. And uh, I know one thing is that God is with us. And also God is for us. So we want to rely on that. I think that's what we should focus on is that God is with us. God has a plan. God is not surprised by it. God wants to intervene, reveal himself. At the same time, he's for us, right? Because we are his children. And we thank you for the promise that never will he forsaken us and never will he will abandon us. So one of the things, though, when you go through a, um, a uh, let's say, a season or let's say you go through a storm, uh, you want to have your basics, right? I know that when we go through a winter storm, when uh, we get hit uh, by winter in Manitoba, it can be pretty severe. And uh, one of the things you really need is your, your furnace working well. 
So when your furnace is working well, then you're pretty good, right? And when you have electricity in your house, and when you know that the people that you love are secure and they're, they're home, I think uh, you're at peace, right? So, so what I'd like to do in the next few weeks, weeks I'd like to go to the basics. I'd like to, to go to what we really need to remember and what we need to go to. And uh, so the, the theme or the, the title of this series is, Who Do You Think You Are? Who Do You Think You Are? And so we're going we're gonna to tackle what the Bible says about us. What is the Bible saying about me? What is the Bible saying about you? And we'll try to unwrap that in the next few weeks. I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to elaborate on this, on, on who we are in Christ. And so we'll be talking about that for the next few weeks. And, and I, I invite you to follow through because there's going to be a build-up. We invite you to be here next week. Next week I'll be talking about that we are priests and that we're called to live a life of worship. Looking forward to speak on that. But what I'd like to focus on this morning when it comes to who do we think we are, I'd like to focus on the fact that we are God's masterpiece. That sounds pretty good, right? That we are God's masterpiece. Can you tell someone around you in your house, if you're sitting on your bed, or maybe in the living room, or at the kitchen table, or, or maybe outside, and probably not now because it's a little cold, uh, to tell someone that you are... Uh, a masterpiece, that you're not a piece of work, but you are a masterpiece, that you are God's masterpiece. Can you do that? Uh, when we look at creation, it's amazing, right? You look at creation, you look at the splendor of creation, you look at uh, the mountains. I don't know if you ever drove to the Rockies uh, in Alberta, how beautiful it is. And even here in the prairies, when you see the fields that are ready to be harvested, it's just beautiful. We look, when we think about lakes and and this nature, when you go uh, outside uh, during the night and you look at the stars, it's just amazing. And, and we look at God's creation and, and we have to say that it's phenomenal. And here we, we, we see in the Bible that we are called masterpiece. That we, we, we are made in a way where God celebrates us and He's proud of His creation. And there's this text or this uh, psalm uh, that uh, David wrote and sang, it's Psalm 139, verse 13. And uh, you probably know it, it's a beautiful text that talks about that we are God's masterpiece. And it says in verse 13, For God, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully made, it's pretty cool, right? Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. And so you see David here in verse 14. He praises the Lord for, uh, for, for what God, how God made him. And uh, I, I think it's important to realize that we are God's masterpiece when it comes to how we are created. Uh, God said when he made Adam and Eve, he said it was very good. And so when God made us as a whole person, he said it's very good. I know that there's some, sometimes things that we don't like about our body, right? Uh, like for myself, I, make like, I made like a, a, a bottle of Coke. I don't have any shoulders, and when I gain a little bit of fat, it all comes here, right? So I, I look at myself, I'm saying, hey, God, I thank you for that, that I'm a wonderful, wonderfully made. And uh, you might look at yourself and you say, man, I'd like, I, I wish I would have my mother's nose and not my dad's nose, right? Or maybe you look at your thighs, and you say, wow, they're, they're, too, too, they're too big. You know, I don't like them when they, uh, they touch, right? Or you might look at your feet and you've got funny toes and you, you don't want to wear uh, slippers because you don't want to expose your toes, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I know that we have some imperfections when it comes to our body. 
But when we look at how wonderfully we're made, it's amazing, right? And, and so we, we got to know that we are God's masterpiece. And there's another, te- another text that talks about how we are made. And this is where we find the word masterpiece. It's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And what I'm going to do uh, this morning, I want, I want to elaborate on, on Ephesians chapter 2 when it comes to who we are in Him. Uh, let's take a look. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, we are God's masterpiece. See that to your neighbor again, that we are God's masterpiece. Um, he has create, created, created us anew in Christ Jesus to do good works, that we're, we're made new through Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So when we look at Psalm 139, it talks about the fact that we are wonderfully made, physically, uh, as a whole. But when it comes to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it talks about this marvelous work that the Lord has done when it comes to our redemption. It's where God came to our rescue, where God came into our life and made us a new creation in Christ Jesus. It's different from Psalm 139, because you can be, a new, you, you can be wonderfully made, and you can be disconnected with God. So when it comes to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, when it focuses on the masterpiece, it talks about us being one with Christ. And it's really a mystery, and at the same time, it's so amazing that right now I'm seated in the heavenlies with Christ, that I'm fused with Christ, I'm one with Christ, or beyond who I am. When I look at myself, I realize I have flaws, but in all this, because of Christ in my life, I'm joined with Him. I, I like what it says in John chapter 17, verse 21. It was the prayer of Jesus. Jesus was praying to His Father in our regard, and He says, Father, just as uh, you are in me and I in you, look what it says, may they also be in us so that the world may know that, we, uh, that you have sent me. So the proof that uh, Jesus was sent by the Father is that we are joined with God. We are unified with God. We, we can approach God as Abba. And if you've been attending here for a while at GMC Gospel Mission Church, you've heard about the Father's love. One of, of our values one of, the, uh, one of the foundation of our messages is to know that we're deeply loved by God. That we don't do things to be loved by God. We do things out of love for God. That we're not looking for approval by God. We have God's approval when we've said yes to Him in our lives. So, so what we want to experience is we want to experience that, that work of God in our lives. If you haven't asked Jesus to come in in your life, maybe you've been going to church for a long time, you're sitting on a sideline, I want to let you know that God's plan was, yes, to make you wonderfully made, Psalm 139, but also He desires to, to uh, make you His masterpiece. Uh, just another verse before I go to, to the heart of my message. It says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. Lavished. Like poured on us that we should be called children of God. And yes, we are. And that's who we are. We are called children of God. And this is amazing. This is this masterpiece, this uh, work of art that God has done. It's to unify us with Him, that we are found in Him, that He is, uh, he, he is the one that is fused to us and we're fused to Him. So, so when it comes to um, being a master, his masterpiece, one of the things we need to remember as we, as, we, uh, as we understand this statement that we are God's masterpiece, number one is that he, he made me his masterpiece. He made me. It's not something that I've de- developed. It's not something I, I gave birth to. He made me. And that's what Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says. 
It says, once you were dead because of your, your disobedience and your many sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. Here it says that uh, at one time we were dead. And to be dead, it, it's not a good thing, right? When you hear the word dead, it means that there's no life. So at one point, at some place in our lives, all of us, doesn't matter if you were raised in the church or somewhere, uh, not somewhere, if you were raised in the church or not, uh, if, if, you, if you are a new creation, if you are a believer, it's because you've said yes to Christ somewhere. But at one point, we were all dead. Uh, at one point, we needed redemption. And it says that we were also walking in disobedience. So when it comes to being dead, it, it, it's not good. It, it talks about being separated. It talks about being um, blinded uh, to God. We don't see Him. Uh, we, don't, we don't recognize His work. We're just doing life. It also means that we're lost, that we are disconnected, that we are orphans. When we do life on our own and we try to survive by our own abilities and, and by, our own, uh, uh, by, by ourselves. And, and it also means that we are in bondage. And I think about Isaiah 61 that says, the Spirit of the Lord talking about Jesus where Jesus said, and he, he also uh, uh, quoted this text when he was in Nazareth, when he said, the spirit, of the, Lord, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to release the prisoners. And that's what Jesus came to do. So at one point, we were lost. And if I'm a masterpiece, it's not because I made it happen. It's because he made me his masterpiece. And if you look at verse 4, in verse 5 of Ephesians chapter 2, you can see it, it, how it's developed. It says, but God, who is so rich in mercy. I like this, eh? But God, God stepped in. God made it happen. But God, who is so rich in mercy, and He loves us so much, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you've been saved. What a beautiful two verses, right? That, but God in, is so rich in mercy that I was lost, I was broken, I was separated, I was an orphan, I was in bondage, I was disconnected. But God came in in His mercy, in His rich mercy, and loved me so much that He restored me into relationship with Him because of Jesus. So, so the thing is, when I think about this, it, it's, it's a big deal. Can you tell someone around you? It's a big deal. It's an amazing story about God's grace and God's love and God's affection for us. It's a message that never gets old. And, and I was, I was, as I was preparing, I was stoked uh, because I, I, it makes me go back to the basics that, that I'm deeply loved by God, that I'm secure in Him, that I'm His masterpiece, but I am the fruit of His work. I'm the outcome of His commitment towards humanity. And the uh, ultimate verses that talks about salvation by grace, it's found in verse 8 and verse 9 of Ephesians chapter 2, where it says, For it is by grace that you've been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So here it really says it very clearly that you're saved by grace, and not by works, not by something that you can do. It's to receive freely the gift of God, but there's a need to believe, right? There's a need for faith. There's a need to trust. There's a need to come to Him. There's a need to turn. If you turn to Him, if you call upon Him, if you invite Him in your life, then He's going to come in. And you might say, well, I'm a believer, Pastor. I've heard this, I heard this so many times. It doesn't matter where you're on this journey of life. It's a principle to live by when we turn to His grace because His grace is giving me also the ability to do His will. 
It's also giving me favor before God because it's in Him that I'm acceptable in the eyes of the Father. But it's also His divine ability for me to do what I'm called to do. So I, I am constantly in need of His grace. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Wow, what a verse, right? That I'm a new creation. That I'm a new person in Christ. And that changes Changes the way you do life when you understand that. When you let that soak into your heart, it changes the way you do life. And, and this is so hard to believe sometimes, right? Do you struggle with that? I, I struggle with that. Um, based on how I was raised up and based on my background, it's hard to realize that I don't have to strive and I don't have to, um, uh, I don't have to win God's favor, right? Uh, and it's, 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 it's a challenge to believe that I'm a masterpiece, especially, like I said earlier, when you look at your flaws and, and you look at your shortcomings, you say, God, I, I, I'm, I, how can I be a masterpiece? And I think it's important, listen, I think this is so huge what I'm going to say here. It's important for you to believe that, that you are God's masterpiece. And, and the reason why you're God's masterpiece is because God did the legwork. It's because Christ is in your life. And as you let Christ shine, as you let Christ um, rule in your life, you'll see more and more of Him taking place in your life. So He's the one that made me his masterpiece. Secondly, as we follow. So first, I need to know that he made me his masterpiece. Secondly, I'm a masterpiece for the master's plan. I'm a, master, I'm a masterpiece for the master's plan. So, so the thing is, I'm not a masterpiece to be hung on a wall. Like I'm not called to be a, a frame of a, of a painting. And no, no, that's not the purpose of, I can't separate the, mas, the master's plan to, to me being the masterpiece. And sometimes we've done that in the, in the West. We've separated both. We said, oh yeah, you are loved by God. You are valued by God. You are God's masterpiece. And it's so true. You are God's masterpiece. But you were prepared to do God's work. This masterpiece that you are, it's for the master's plan. It, 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 that's the purpose of it. That's why we find Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 and verse 8. It's a setting up of who we are in Him and also what we're called to do and what, what we're called to fulfill. So I can't separate masterpiece from, from the master's plan. I can't. Okay? So if you think you can, you can't. Because the thing is, if Christ is in me, you will see Christ through me. It has to happen. You cannot have Christ in you. Listen. You cannot have Christ in you and not having Christ through you. It's just natural because if He's in you, He's going to transpire through your life. The thing is, you can be a Christian that walks in the flesh and you can be uh, a Christian that is lukewarm. And this is where you need light to come in and you need to have renewal. You need to see God refresh you. But, but God's desire and God's calling is when He made you as His masterpiece... It was for the master's plan, you see. I'm perfectly made for what he made me for. I'm perfectly made for what he made me for. Like I'm, I, I, I'm part of Christ's body. I'm a member of Christ's body. And Christ is the head. And we know that Christ is active. We know that he's alive in the church. And he thought, he thought it was better for him to leave and for, for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit and for us to be uh, His body. So, so if we are His body, there's something that God wants to do. I, I'm not saved by, by works, but I was made for works. I'm not saved by good works, but I was made for good works. You know, guys, we have 
In Gospel Mission Church and GMC, we have a ton of awesome volunteers. I would say super volunteers, and we miss you dearly. We miss your ministry, and hopefully you're missing it too. Uh, but the thing is, we have great, great people, and uh, can't wait to, to see us serve like uh, like a, a nest of bees, right? A beehive, uh, uh, just uh, doing life together. It's so amazing. I'm, willi- I'm, I'm waiting for this day. It's going to be awesome. But meanwhile, it doesn't mean that you're, if we're not here, if we're not in church, that your gifts are not useful. It's not your gift or didn't stay here, you see? Your abilities didn't stay here. It's not like now you're free from God, even though you don't have any responsibility in the local church as such. But we are the local church, right? So God wants to use you. God wants to use your gifts. So what you did here, you can manifest it or you can translate it in a different way. The last thing that God wants you to do is to enjoy being a master, or believing, or rephrase this, believing that you're a masterpiece without being part of the master's plan. There's a master's plan, and God has prepared this plan way before the foundation of the world for you and me. I've got to step into it, right? So your gifts didn't stay here. God wants to work in your life, and God wants to move through your life. So it's important to remember that, that you cannot separate uh, the, the, the fact that I'm his, I'm his masterpiece to his master plan. I just pray that would sink in your heart, because I think that sometimes, or, or we, we tend to believe that we can separate them, but we can't, right? Uh, thirdly, the master plan, the master's plan is carried out, carried out by his masterpieces. Masterpiece, not pieces, right? <laughs> masterpiece. The master's plan is carried out by his masterpiece. It's through us that God will fulfill his desire. God has a plan, and it's through us that God will do it. God hasn't chose angels. He's called me and you to fulfill the work of the ministry. I, I, I look at Moses. And Moses is a good, is a funny, uh, funny, I was going to say funny character. No, he's a phenomenal character. But I look at when he got called by God, how he responded is kind of funny to some degree, right? Because God calls him. I, I find it funny because I see myself in him. Uh, and you might see yourself in him. So God calls Moses to be the leader of Israel, to lead his people out of Egypt. So he's God's masterpiece, right? He's God's masterpiece, chosen by God. He was uh, worked on 40 years in the, in the wilderness, and he, uh, he was prepared for this, and, and God set him up for, uh, for him to go lead his people out of, Israel, uh, out of Egypt, the Israelites. And uh, so Moses is God's masterpiece. Kind of funny, Moses had this dialogue with God. He says, God, well, God, I, I can't speak. I, I can't speak publicly. It's, it's not my gifting. Um, do you think God said, oh, angels, you should have let me know. He never wrote that on the paper that Moses can't speak. Like, it, it wasn't a surprise for God that Moses couldn't speak. God knew exactly that Moses was who he was, right? God was not like, oh, no, what did I do there? did a mistake. Let's put it on rewind. Let's go back and, and find someone else in Egypt that I can raise up. No, he didn't do that. He, he was planned by God. He was God's masterpiece, even though maybe he was not eloquent, he was still God's masterpiece, you see? How we see masterpiece is according to our own views, but we got to see it according to God. God made me perfectly for what he's called me to do, okay? If I've got something that's lacking in me, it's because he wants me to rely on him. I might have a thorn in the flesh, but this is where in my weakness he's strong. you got the example of, of Jeremiah. Again, receive this calling of God. 
And God says, I want you to be a spokesman for Judah. And he responds to God, God, I'm too young. <laughs> I'm too young. So God, again, was totally surprised. He said, oh, Jeremiah's too young. I, I should, have, should have checked his age before I call him. Like, oh, no, he's not a candidate. He's too young. No, God knew that he was too young. Uh, that he was young. Not too young, but he was young. And, and he became a vessel that God flowed through. You see, for God, in God's view, he was his masterpiece. I remember many years ago when I started in ministry, I became a lead pastor at 23. And uh, when I applied to that position, uh, I didn't write my age on my, uh, on my uh, uh, resume uh, because I thought that if they would see my age, and it would disqualify me. But I was truthful. I, I, didn't say I, had, I didn't say I was older. I said, if they ask me how old I am, I'll tell them. But they never did. So, hey, I went with the flow. But after a year I was there, I was helping a family going through a crisis. And they heard about my age. And uh, they, they, they thought about stopping coming and see me because of my age. And they said, well, when, before we knew his age, he was helping us and it was fruitful. So I guess he still can help us even though we know his age. Right? I've got to let you know that I remember in these early years how I was young and green and... and you know, I had so many locks, I didn't know what to do. How God stepped in, how God provided, how God showed up, and God gave me wisdom beyond my years, and, and God was there with me. You see, I believe I was in God's will. I believe I was doing what God wanted me to do, and I was God's masterpiece. Was I perfect when it comes to what other people thought about me? That doesn't matter, that's irrelevant. What's relevant is, is to know that God called me and I'm called to do what he's calling me to do. And when I live like this, I am his masterpiece in fulfilling the master's plan. Uh, as you probably notice, uh, French is my mother tongue. And here I am preaching in English. I got a friend of mine that is an English dude pastoring in a French church. So, so like, should we switch, switch right? Does, what's the joke? It, it's, you see how God functions? God functions that he makes us his masterpiece. But his masterpiece, it doesn't always look according to the ways of the world, you see? According to our frame mind. So there's a task that God has for all of us, and he made us to fulfill that task. It might be, you might not feel up to the call, you might not feel adequate, but that's your opinion. But according to God's opinion, he's saying, this is my masterpiece. So I want you to know that you are God's masterpiece. Gideon was called a mighty warrior when he wanted to flee, and he was the smallest of the smallest of the smallest of Israel. I look at David face Goliath uh, with a slingshot, right? And it's, God has a way of glorifying himself through us. And he knows that we have holes. He knows that we're not perfect. He knows that we have limitation. But still, God calls us his masterpiece. Listen, I'm his masterpiece. I'm fulfilled. I'm complete in Christ. But when it comes to fulfilling his mission, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not an angel, right? I, I, just, I, I, I don't only have Christ. I still have Claude. And God's going to use me. When I look at when Mark wrote the gospel of Mark, you see Mark in the gospel. When you look at because it's written more in a simple way. If you look at Luke, he was a physician. It's more complicated. So God doesn't bypass who you are, right? Even though you are a master plan, a masterpiece, he doesn't bypass who you are, but he prepares you and he fashions you for a specific task. I like so much what 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says about that. Not that we are competent, 
in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. But our competence comes from God. Listen, our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant. Wow. He makes us competent. It's him that does it. So, so when it comes to being a masterpiece, I'm not called to be a masterpiece that goes on the wall in a mm, beautiful frame. No, I'm called to be part of the master's plan. right? And that's me and you. In the season that we're going through, we need more people to step up. You need to step up. You need to put yourself before God. Say, God, what do you want me to do? I think that this is a, a dry run. It's, a, it's a preparing us for what God has in store in the future. In the same time, I know that God is at work. But I, I, I believe we need to go back to the basics. And the basics is to realize that I'm loved by God, valued by God, that I'm a masterpiece, but I'm a masterpiece for the master's plan, right? How do I do this? How do I become this? How can I flow in God's uh, gifting? How can I be effective? First thing is when I rely on Him. Simple as that. When I rely on Him. When I take a step and I rely on Him. When I, when I trust in Him. When I realize that He made me. When I realize that I am His, ma- I am his master plan. That He has a task for me. I rely on Him. And that's what 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says. By His divine power... By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everything we need is given by God through His power. So what do you need? God has it. Whatever you need. What what do you need? Think about it for a moment. What do you need to be fruitful? What do you need to make a difference? What do you need to raise your family in God's ways? What do you need to have a healthy marriage? What do you need when it comes to the next point? Maybe you lost your job. You don't know what's next. What, What do you need? Hmm. I think we, if, I, if, I, if I would ask you a raise of hand, a lot of hands would go up because we all have needs. But here it says, listen to this again. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everything is found in Him. So I've got to tap into Him. I've got to rely on Him. On him. I've got to see Him. He's going to provide to my needs when it comes to being a, an influencer. So for sure. God can answer your prayers just because he loves you as a child. Absolutely. But you'll see way more answered prayers when you as his masterpiece fit in his master's plan. This is where you'll see God intervene in so many awesome ways that you will say, it's not me. It's not going to be you. It's going to be him through you like Moses that had a rod and sent by God, and God opened the Red Sea through this man that said he could not talk and had limitation. But in God's view, listen, in God's view, Moses was his masterpiece. And God is looking at you right now, wherever you are, in your home, alone, or uh, uh, with your family, or alone. He's looking at you, and he says, this, if, if you've said yes to Christ into your life, he's looking at you, and he says, this is my masterpiece for my, masters, for my, for my plan. For the master's plan. And he's looking at you and he says, you are the masterpiece. And and he will give me what I need to be fruitful, right? Secondly, how can I do this? Is when I choose to be a vessel of honor. I'm going to finish with this point. When I choose to be a vessel of honor. And we find this text in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. An awesome text that I could have preached only on that. Actually, I was tempted just to preach on this text. Because it's so rich. There's so uh, so much that can be drawn 
from that text. But look at it, what it says in verse 20. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, um, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cle cleanses himself from what is uh, dishonorable, he will be a vessel honorable to use, uh, set apart uh, as holy. Look what it says at the end. Useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. You see? And, and that's the thing. Masterpiece, I'm made in Christ. I'm unified with Christ. At the same time, God wants to change me in the inside. And God wants to, to, uh, to I'll, I'll invent a word here, powder me. He, he wants to potter me. He wants to, he's the potter, I'm the clay, and he wants to fashion me and work in my life. And I, and I think we, need, we, we, we should desire that. I, I think the call of the believer is God fashion me and make me because I want, to, I want to fulfill the master's plan because I'm his masterpiece, perfectly made at the same time as I look at myself and you being a masterpiece. There's also stories and the journey that I live that God wants to use for his glory. All that I am, God wants to use for his glory. And what he wants to do, he wants also to free me, equip me, transform me from the inside. You know, God is up to something in your life. He's up to something in your life. And you look at this verse here, if I, if I just uh, repeat the last portion of verse 21, it says that we would be uh, a vessel useful to the master of the house, and that is to God, ready for every good work. Uh, the question I have for you is, God is ready. God is ready. And am I willing to be ready? Am I willing to let God transform me and make me? So, so, when I look at the thought that I am his masterpiece, it's phenomenal. Like I said in Psalm 139, I'm wonderfully made. Praise the Lord for that, right? Even though I might have a funny nose or I might have big ears, I'm still wonderfully made. I'm made, in, like I'm made by God. I am, and God said I'm, he, he, was, he said it was very good. At the same time, I'm his masterpiece. And he made me. Uh, through Christ. I'm a new creation. I, I, I'm, I, I'm new in Him with the purpose of making a difference, you see. So, so I need to align myself with that. I, I need to realize that God wants to use me. And, and my prayer this morning is that, that you would realize that you're wonderfully made, that you would realize that God made you and you're called to celebrate that, that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit and that you are phenomenally made. I don't know if that's a word too, but you're phenomenal. In God's eyes. And, and at the same time, I invite you to, to I hope in my prayers, is that you would experience God, and that, you would, that, you would, that you would meet this amazing God that wants to make you his masterpiece, uh, where he's going to come in your life. And for sure, as you give him, give him your life, he's going he's to engage you into the master's plan. But at the same time, he's going to fill you with peace, joy, and love, and you'll experience sonship or daughtership. You'll experience his presence and his, his acceptance, and it's going to be phenomenal. But my prayer is that you would say yes to God, that you would not just be happy uh, with Psalm 139 to say, I'm wonderfully made, but that you would experience this transformation that is within. And, and my prayer is that you would realize that God has made you for good works. God has made you for good works. You are God's masterpiece for the master's plan. Uh, that's, 
That's the heart of what I wanted to share to you this morning. And that uh, God wants to use you like He used Moses, like He he used Jeremiah, like He he used Gideon or Amos, and, and these men that are like us, the same nature as us, like it says in the book of James in regard of Elijah, as the same nature as us. Men like us, ladies like us, right? And God wants to use us even though we're not perfect, because in His view, I am His masterpiece for his master plan. So my prayer is that we, we, we would say, God, I choose to rely on you and I want you to work in my life. I give you access to change me and mold me so I might fulfill my race and my calling. I'm just going to wrap it up with this this morning. I really believe that one of the most important things when it comes to life right now, as you listen, as you watch, is that you were made, you were made with purpose and significance. So you've heard me say that so many times. I look at you, uh, if you're a, a young adult or you're a teenager or, or you are, uh, you're not in school and you wish you would be, uh, God has a call upon your life. God made you with purpose. So don't look at your abilities in regard of others. Believe that God made you because that's His plan. He made you a masterpiece for His master plan. So I just pray that you would align yourself, you would accept that, and you would place yourself available and see what God is going to do through your life. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.